0: sports
3: the final frontier these are the voices of the sinner and the saint did you really think that after
1: absolutely blowing your butt out in game one. did they blow their butt yes. out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win.
3: Oh, Their weekly mission? To provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what
1: you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't
3: Spice. The Center and the Saint Tailgate Show on Ten Eighty The Fan, the Odyssey. Map, it's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080theFan.com. Our
4: two. If you miss anything from Hour One, the podcast will be available following the show on all of the things. The website, the Odyssey app, Odyssey.com. Uh you can just, you know, ask uh, your local pigeons to go and grab one. All pigeons are carrier pigeons if you know how to talk to them.
1: And actually, we just added a service if you ask your milkman. Oh, yeah, it. your milkman will bring them. He'll give it to I'll you. I always forget about that.
4: My uh, my family teases me because I'm shorter than my brothers. I have three brothers, all six foot four. So they tease me that my uh, my dad's really the milkman. But the joke is that my dad actually worked for a milk processing plant when I was born. So my dad is a milkman. There you go. Um, Hey, so Blazers. Yeah. Will, Will, we haven't talked about this yet. The Portland Trail Blazers, they got the matchup against the Nuggets. Now, whether or not that's by virtue of the Clippers trying to dodge the Lakers or not, doesn't really matter. The matchups are set tonight. Basketball. Denver Nuggets hosting the Portland Trail Blazers. Mm. How psyched. Are you for this series to start? I'm psyched for game one. So am I to yes. start. I'm just saying, the, the just that first tip. And then after that, it's like, you know, let's just watch. But I got some anticipation in my bones for this one. This
1: should be a good one. There's a lot of anticipation, and I'm kind of seesawing on both sides of this. You know what I mean? Mm. I think the prevailing sentiment around a lot of sports media and a lot of fans here is that we're on the upswing. The Portland Trailblazers Ooh, are yeah. on the upswing. We just beat Denver to, to lock down the sixth seed. Sure. Won eight of our last 10. Yeah. Playing well. Yep. Uh, I'm being told this is a great matchup, which I, I just love it when people do that. <laughs> when they're like, oh, this is the playoff matchup you this, actually want." This is the one that we wanted. Yeah. This well, is this is really what we, with all those games we lost, that was all just to get to here.
4: Well, you, you missed it.
1: So when you
4: were uh, out... Um, at the coast watching silent movies watching your silent film festival i filled in on your other show uh. and sat down with aj mccord and we were talking about some people in the so in the sports media here in portland oregon uh. thought the blazers should have tanked those final games to get into the play-in because it would have been a better matchup to play the suns or the jazz.
1: Yeah. Dusty had that thought and I crapped all over. Oh, it yesterday. thank you. Oh, that makes me. No, I, that I brings it me really great joy. It's he, super dumb. Well, I know. And he, his, he, and you so know, Dusty was on that train.
4: Yeah. Dusty was
1: gone. That's why I was
4: there. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear him saying that. So but me and AJ so-
1: both agreed. Dumb am down. Yeah. His whole line of logic was basically like, I'd love to play the Suns because they have zero playoff experience. And I really had to hold myself back last night from like <laughs> murdering rage, him. texting dusty after the Memphis game, <laughs> basically being like the Memphis Grizzlies have zero playoff experience. Like yeah, like Chris Paul's playoff experience. Like all of that put together is like three times better than what all of the Grizzlies have. Sure. So and well, no, yeah. Yeah. And they and now they're into the playoffs and now they're looking like a team that quite honestly might be able to challenge the Jazz pretty well. It's funny that you brought up Chris Paul, who has more playoff
4: experience and more playoff success in recent years than Steph Curry, the team that they beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, the coach. The organization, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, they not only have playoff experience, Chris Paul goes to the playoffs a lot. He doesn't win a lot of
1: championships. Those guys in Golden State have, they just lost to a team with no experience. Yeah. So I don't really buy the whole experience thing with playoffs because I mean, that kind of crap happens constantly in the NBA playoffs. Some young team takes advantage of, might I add a veteran team who thinks they have experience and then they fall asleep for some reason, which by the way that's something that could happen, which is what the, the team that, the, in this series, Michael yeah. Porter jr's really effing good. And yes. this seems like his moment to basically shine on the NBA stage. That guy was a number one pick. Yep. And for reasons of getting hurt, playing five minutes of a college game, then quitting yep. and also having the opinion that the vaccine is a uh, population control. I always like to b- bring that up with Michael Porter jr. <laughs> Cause it was an idiotic statement sure. and it needs to be repeated. Just to basically let everybody know Michael Porter Jr. is an idiot. But he is incredibly good. Yes, he's a very good basketball. And this, I gotta tell you, smells a lot like that Pelican series. Oh you remember that? You remember that crap when we all went Oh, this we is got the, matchup the matchup we wanted. We yeah. Oh, this is it. You know what? I think this is good that we're playing Anthony Davis, a near seven footer with point guard <laughs> skills. This matches up great with what we have. We're no, we did Perfectly didn't. for what we're trying to do. We got friggin' swept and we yeah. had a coming to Jesus moment because it was like, how the hell did we get swept by this yeah. team? Yeah. Well, and, and the
4: whole idea that we're getting the right matchup, you have to beat everybody to get to the final. Yes. Like, just shut up and play the team you're playing. With that all, all that said, I think there's some secret path. Yeah, like, like, yeah like, like we don't have to play anyway. yeah. it like, You know what the secret path is play the teams that are injured. Yeah. Like get the t- it's it's not getting the right team, it's getting the right team at the right time. And that can be any team. And if the Blazers listen, if the Blazers are the team that gets hurt going into a series or has a guy that just is off, it's it's over for you. And you're playing against the Nuggets, that's who you got. But playing extra games to get to the team that you want is the stupidest thing I ever heard. So Other than Michael Porter Jr., Hmm. what worries you for the Blazers? Where is the, oh boy, this scares me.
1: Uh, You know, there's nothing that really scares me about, and it's like on the face of it. There's nothing that really scares me on the face of how I look at this game because let's be honest, if you do look at comparative talent with uh, Murray out Mm -hmm. for Denver, you have quite an advantage. Composo. Watch out. Composo. Plus you got some guy, you got PJ Dozier. Who's going to be out. You have Austin rivers. Who's questionable, which I know we all crap on Austin rivers, but he's pretty serviceable on defense. So now you're looking at a situation where you can take advantage of some one-on-one situations against Composo If you're Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum, or let's be honest, Norman Powell, because Terry Stotts gets pretty exotic with his lineups and you could see Norman Powell bringing the ball up. Uh, So there's nothing on the face of it that worries me. What slightly worries me is this whole idea that because there is so much emphasis on the interior defense where you have Gordon, you have, um, uh, 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 Jokic. Yep. You have Michael Porter jr. On in the inside. Okay. Well, let's just start shooting the damn ball. I'm not a fan of live by the three dive by the three. Yeah. And if you have a cold shooting streak and the blazers do that, by the way, that happens a lot. Oh, it, (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. You're, yeah. uh, you're not wrong. that you're, losing streak was a great example.
4: You're not wrong, but it was also, I mean, you look at that losing streak mm. that they had and it, if the narrative is true mm. that y- you had Yusuf Nurkic just coming back, you had Norman Powell still acclimating to the, the lineup around him and you had everybody kind of feeling it out. And if the eight of 10 is what this team really is, the, the shooting streak should be fewer and far farther between with Norman Powell out there than Gary Trent jr. Who is very hot and cold. Mm. You have three guys out there and just find the hot hand. I just want to see the blazers come out and just go pedal down and just see what, what they can really do. The thing that, you know, I always try to look ahead and look at what the Denver perspective is on it. And they have a little concern about two guys that play really aggressive rebounding the basketball in Nurkic and Cantor Mm. and Cantor's not a great defender, but if you can wear out Jokic and you can wear out those guys on the interior, just on the rebounding of the basketball, because yes, Cantor on the defensive end, Dude, on the offensive Bad. rebounds, he is Good. among the best in the league. And and it, it does wear a team out having to go after second-chance points. And if you can get those rebounds and you have three guys standing out there just waiting for a kickout in Norman Powell, Damian Lillard, and CJ McCollum, that's a pretty fearsome uh, shooting trio.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm just you know, and again, one of the textures also points this out. Uh, and there were circumstances with this. They say uh, I remember the same thing for the Portland Dallas series. The first year, LeBron was in Miami. Everybody kept saying Dallas was soft, and we want them. So this is kind of related sure. to the whole yep. matchup thing. Um, you know, I, I I I I'm confident on the face of it. But there's always that factor with playoff series. And especially when you're going up against a MVP where somebody might come out of the woodwork and make something happen again. That's why I point back to Michael Porter Jr. and say, keep your eye on him, is that that guy is now being given like the main stage. It's not going to be about Jamal Murray as the running mate to. Yep. Uh, Jokic. It, it's going to be about how can Michael Porter Jr. Maybe go one-on-one with Robert Covington and challenge him enough and start to really put some kind of dents in this very average to bad defense. The Portland trailblazers have, I, I, you know, again, everything on paper is telling me that the Portland trailblazers should be able to win this series, not handily, but, possibly in 6.
4: The in, the interesting thing about the Portland Trail Blazers though is if you take full season numbers, the team playing now is not the team, team that played all year. Oh, God. And I, oh, no. And, yep. I, and that's that's really the point that I look at cuz you played what, 12 games with a Yusuf Nurkic who was not prepared for the NBA season. Mm-hmm. And then you played what was it, 30 games without him, you played 30 games without CJ McCollum, mm-hmm. and then you make a, a, a big trade for a big impact. player. I really like Norman Powell. The guy seems emotionless out there. Like no matter what the moment
1: is, he's ready for it. He seems super poised. He's, he's a, go- a shy guy. Hey, did be- you read that piece. The quick did. Yeah, but, He has some speech thing,
4: but, but he, but just in the, in the flow of okay, the game, yeah, I got you. you know what I mean? He just always seems composed. Mm. He's kind of ready for what it is. Cause you see, you see, you see angry Dame, mm-hmm. you see all the emotion that CJ has nurk. You can, everybody is trying to calm him down. Robert Covington, especially with the mask is seem just stone cold mm. and Norman Powell seems like he's just ready for like whatever you need me to do. I am there for, I like the personality of this team and we only get to watch it for, you know what? 25 games, not even that many. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. All I can tell you is I'm excited for the series to tip off. I'm excited. And do. that is tonight. Do you want to do
1: a, do you want to do an Instagram live during the game? Dude, that's all that I want to do. And you then know that. we can like,
4: yeah, well, totally.
1: Yeah, we can like talk yeah. about the game and analyze it. Yep. yep. We, can, we can use our basketball expertise yes. to break down what's going on, so people can. So
4: you can shut off your play-by-play at home yeah. and then just listen to the. Two yeah, guys. yeah. Just yep.
1: watch the game. Yeah. I mean, you don't really have to watch the game. You can just watch us watching the game, and we'll talk about the game.
4: Yep. Speaking of our sports expertise, we have a very, very sportsy poll question. If you haven't gone to Twitter today, do it now. At Center Saint 1080, we've got a poll question up. Uh, we will reveal the question to those of you that have not been to it, and we'll give you the results. We'll do that uh, next, and uh, we may even bring in our friend uh, Jen Ellis to join us early to, to participate in that poll question. Next. It's interesting the fake.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
2: all lowercase go to shopify.com odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com odyssey podcast
4: all right in uh, in 10 minutes or so we're gonna have a baseball conversation that uh, that will is super excited to have because uh, it's about baseball ruining itself because uh, they can't leave it alone uh, just stop playing with it just stop playing with it baseball just stop playing with it. Um, we will have that conversation and, uh, our friend Jen Ellis will join us for that, but we have a poll question. So we're gonna have her join us a little bit early. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, here she is, Jen.
5: Hi. Hi.
4: <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, did, did you use a different voice when you were, uh, uh, were you, did you weather or were you a news anchor? Oh, in I Utah? was a traffic reporter. Traffic. That's yeah. it. When you were a traffic reporter.
5: Northbound did, I-15 looks great for you this morning. No delays heading into downtown. That's yeah. it.
4: That's
1: the right. voice I was Dude, looking yeah. for. Can you be the the <laughs> one that? Who's the voice of it now? What's that guy's name that does it for our station? Huh? Oh, oh yeah. What's, yeah, what's his, is name? his name? I can't remember his name.
3: I'm I'm, David
1: I'm Bob Bruce. David Bruce. Oh, I'm David Bruce. David Bruce. I'm 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 David Bruce with traffic. Yeah. Let's let's start having. Yeah, you should definitely do the traffic. for Just time out when we do it and
4: you do it. You know what? You know what you should do is talk to. um talk to the Big Boss Man, and mm-hmm. you can do traffic and weather for Ducks games.
5: There you go. He's yeah. coming to hang out with well, us. Well, and you know, I did work with Big Boss Man at the place where I did the weather, I mean the traffic, and uh, so he, you know, there you he go. Said, oh, hey, yeah. We, oh, you worked <laughs> in yeah. Utah? Uh-huh, yeah, we, nice. we worked together at the same station back well, there you go.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, well, yeah. that we're, we're way off topic. Yes, anyway, uh, we, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk baseball in a I did traffic minute, reports
5: but... for the uh, BYU games anyway, so go ahead.
4: Perfect. Yeah. Well, there you go. You I can should, do it for the games. You should sure. audition. Um,
1: I will. Will? On Twitter, what's our uh, what's our poll that we're trying to answer? What's the best item to take from home then use during a sporting event? Okay, so this uh, this came to be because uh, we were talking about
4: how terrible a place Kelso, Washington, is, <laughs> and how terrible the people are from Kelso, okay. Washington. I, I became convinced once you started. Going yeah, in on it. I started railing on Kelso because I went to Mountain View High School in mm-hmm. in beautiful southwest Washington, and then I just pointed out to Will that there's a place in southwest Washington not so beautiful, and it's called Kelso, and they're mm-hmm. terrible. Aww. And then I was okay. reminiscing, and I mm-hmm. mentioned this kid that I hated playing baseball against, and I don't remember if he was good or if he was bad, but you know the <laughs> bright yellow work gloves that have mm-hmm. like the grip that just goes around the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Those are the gloves he wore as batting gloves. Nice. And I just, Badass. And, yeah. <laughs> I always hated that kid. Yeah, and I thought he was a dum dum. Yeah, and uh, and I probably beamed him more than once pitching to him just because sure. I was like, you know, you need to get plunked. Not Kevin Pilar plunked, but right. you no, know, yeah, hit yeah. him in the back sure. or whatever. Yeah, and I threw it. I could get it in the 80s. I could yeah. I could tip the tip the 80s, but, but uh, 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 sure throw it. one of those. No, you couldn't. Oh yeah, yeah. buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. What? Mariners game? They have like the little, uh, you know. Yeah, you can go sp- throw and sp- yeah, I've yeah. done it before, and those are always off. Yeah. but. Like, well, like the
5: scale at the doctor's office.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. They they always they always change them a little bit. But yeah. uh, I was there with my cousin who uh, played uh, college softball, and like three or four guys had just thrown, mm-hmm. and they they were in like the mid sixties. Mm-hmm. And she got up there and threw it at sixty seven. Oh yeah. And she was like, ah, I beat all you guys and started talking trash to everybody. Yeah. So I knew I had to out throw her. I threw the ball as hard as I could with and you zero warm
5: Didn't you like hurt your arm really bad when you did that? My hand went numb
4: for the rest of the baseball game. I was sitting there watching it. But uh-huh. but I hit, I hit 83 on that thing. And even if it was a little bit off, that was not me in sure. top form. So I yes. could throw a baseball. But all right, there you go. we're off topic. Yes. So I mentioned that to Will. And uh, <laughs> Will, you have a story of wearing gloves that were not made for what? Uh, they were used
1: for. No, uh, this was around fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, <laughs> I was playing football. So that's what that's what you do when you're in fifth grade. You're, you're a an tough American, guy. You're an American boy. Yeah. Uh, so I was playing football, right? Sure. Because you're a tough guy. Yeah, we've been mm-hmm. over that. Yeah. Yes. And America. I didn't really have any gloves, football <laughs> gloves. Sure. And so my mom was like, oh, it's going to be cold out. You're going to need some gloves. And I go, well, I don't have any gloves. Mm-mm. And she goes. Don't worry, you can use my driving gloves. <laughs> so you put on a pair of ice and toners.
5: Nice. I put on
1: a Ladies pair of ice women's driving gloves.
5: Nice. Oh, I love it.
1: And let me tell you something. Everybody knew from <laughs> the onset. And I didn't think anybody would know. I was actually kind of impressed that a bunch of fifth graders when I walked knew up with the gloves were. on, they go, <clears throat> why are you wearing women's driving gloves? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all had football gloves on. Sure. And I said, they're not women's driving gloves. They're just a certain type of glove I yeah. got at G.I. Joe's, which was... Uh, yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, place I remember G.I. Joe's, yeah. absolutely. And I lied. I said, I, I got them from G.I. Joe's. They're a special type of football glove. And they go, no, they're not. <laughs> Those are women's driving gloves. <laughs> Why are you lying to us?
5: Uh, uh, really? uh, and so... Yeah, yeah there you Sean go. Manaya probably, showed yeah. up to his uh, his pitcher for the A's. He showed up to like one of his first uh, tryouts or something for little league, wearing blue jeans, and all the kids made fun of him because oh, yeah. he didn't have any baseball pants. Oh
1: yeah, the, the
5: baseball <laughs> kid in
1: jeans. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, oh, see that
5: was hit, a, we you should have put
1: that one on
4: there.
5: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, well
4: you, that's a kid you try to hit the ball to. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, hit it to the kid in jeans. Yeah. yeah and
5: yeah. then he ends up throwing a no hitter against the, uh, hey? uh, the Red Sox later uh, hey. in life. So you know.
4: Well, you know what? He probably held that with him all the torment he got from those kids on jeans day. Yeah. And he held. It with him, mm-hmm. and he, you know, what, seventh inning and then no hitter. It's mm-hmm. probably like, This is for all the kids. The main fun, fun of of my, me jeans. my
5: jeans. That's right. all
4: right. Well, what
1: are the Kid options? From
5: didn't know.
1: What are the options on the poll question? Eight percent of people said women's driving football <laughs> gloves. Nice bull crap, yeah, uh, they work really well. Twelve percent said kitchen, <laughs> I like,
5: kitchen, I like kitchen pot, pot for, for bike helmet. helmet. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Uh, Jen I mentioned that one to Jen because she did the poll. Uh, what was your equivalent of what do you use oh, for a helmet when, when you were a me kid? And my
5: brother, we were little. We would get our like our baseball caps had the snapback and they had like the mesh. And so we'd turn it upside down and put like the snapback part on our chin and use it as like a catcher's mask.
1: <laughs> oh, that's really good. Yes, it is very good. Yeah. But imagine getting hit in the face
4: with
5: a yeah,
1: baseball right. wearing that and just be like, oh, that didn't help at all. Uh, 37% uh, said work gloves at bat. Okay. Your story yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And overwhelmingly 41% of people said broom for hockey yeah. stick. Yeah. The
4: broomstick hockey, my first, a real thing. That
5: was my very first one. I was like, I like that one.
4: Yeah. Broomstick mm. hockey, real thing. But yeah, you go out and, you know, play street hockey back in the yeah. day. That's what it was. You just bust everybody, bust mm. out the brooms and go and slap a ball around the street. Do it. Yep. Yeah. It. All right. Well, there's your poll, and you got to tell your little story of uh, you wearing
1: ladies' driving gloves. Oh, that's awesome. Look, I, I got it. the gloves <laughs> from G.I. Joe's.
5: Yes, you yes, did. I bet
1: you did. And they were a special edition. Yep.
5: Fifth grade edition.
1: For yeah. ladies. G.I. Joe's was great. <laughs> G.I. Joe's was great, wasn't it? Yes, it was. You know, wait, Dix isn't an advertiser, is it? Uh, not yet. You know what? Mm-hmm. Dix can go, go out, get out of here. <laughs> I wanted to say something else, but I want yeah. G.I. Joe's back. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's the same store. In fact, I'm sure Dicks has more selection. It's I'm sure it's a better store because it's, it's still in business. That's right. But I want G.I. Joe's back, damn yeah. it. That's yeah. where I felt safe as a kid. Yeah. I go into Dicks now. Oh, I got some stories. Yes, yeah. I do you know, too. You know what I prefer over uh over the dicks?
4: <laughs>
5: I'm sure we'll have Big lots five. of dicks
1: stories.
4: Big five.
5: I like big five. Yeah. Big Go five's good. Yeah. I like that. Play big it against sports.
1: Five. Yeah. <laughs> All I, right, do have, I do we can... have plenty of stories about Dicks.
4: I
5: do too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll tell Play. those in the break. We'll come All back. Right. We'll talk
4: baseball. We'll, we'll save the Dick stories. We'll talk balls next. Dicks stories. All right. of the fan. <laughs> Dan Reeder. I like this song. Should we just listen to this, or should we talk some baseball? That's up to you. Uh, so a couple more no hitters. Baseball. What are we up to? Yeah, did you throw a no hitter this week too? Six now? Yeah, I threw two no hitters, but my kids are terrible at baseball. (laughs) Ah.
5: Six, uh, six no hitters against three teams.
4: Uh yeah, how yeah. many how many of the Indians? <laughs>
5: <laughs> two Indians, two Texas and two Seattle. How many yeah. more times are Seattle going to get no-hit? No hit. I mean, oh, Like
4: 40. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um Clayton Kershaw, uh, mm-hmm. one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, says he is not a fan of the surge in no-hitters. Um because it's not just mm-hmm. it's not just the full game no-hitters. It's also right. it's just the fact that there's fewer hits. The mm-hmm. league-wide batting average is way down. Mm-hmm. Um there's there's just it's more difficult for hitters now. The balls are still being thrown just as hard, but they're not mm-hmm. flying as far. So you have fewer home runs. Last night's uh, uh, Atlanta Braves-Pittsburgh Pirates, oh. uh, yeah. Pirates game, an exception to that, where they scored 20.
5: Yeah, and seven San home Diego runs. scored like 16 the night before. Yeah, so yeah. There,
4: there's some people yes. out there scoring runs, sure. but it's, it's just right it's, now Yeah, the problem with baseball seems to be... The
5: problem. <laughs> so many problems. Well... Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. What, are we, what why are we changing why? the baseball? Yeah, exactly. And it you know, if I was saying a couple of years ago we were talking about how there were like record number home runs and the baseballs were flying out of parks, you know, at a at a record pace and and you know, people were saying, Oh, too many home runs is bad for baseball and then now they're saying, Oh, too many no hitters is bad for baseball. It's like shut up and just watch the game. Yeah, but well, why uh... do they need to keep, you know, messing with the with the baseballs? Because You know, I mean, there are definitely tons and tons of of really hard hit balls that are not getting out of the park that normally would. And they just get to the warning track and it's like, oh, my God, that totally should have gone out.
4: (laughs) And and part of it, too, though, is is that, you know, the analytics came in Mm -hmm. and because what what's happening is you're just compounding on on mistakes is, Mm -hmm. is what's happening. Every time you make these little changes, there's there's you know, unexpected consequences. So you let the analytics come and go, Oh, the home runs more valuable mm-hmm. and whether or not the ball was juiced for those years is hard sure. to say, but hitters would have been stupid not to increase the, the trajectory when they're swinging the bat, try to hit the ball higher. Yeah, dude, I hit the ball. It flies out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. We get a run. Like Yay. that seems pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Then the analytics support it and baseball just lets it go. Cause well, we're hitting more home runs It's great. Well, then it gets to a point where they're like, well, now it's too many. Yeah. So then you adjust the baseball, but all the batters have Mm -hmm. now acclimated to this new swing Mm -hmm. and this new aggressive uh, stance at the plate where they're getting up there and like, well, let's try to hit home runs. Mm -hmm. And now they can... Almost do it, which, like you said, is just now they've become routine pop-ups, mm-hmm. and any outfielder can just camp under it because everybody's hitting the ball higher. Yeah, it's and just... there are
5: tons of times where, it, it, I mean, you know, and it's not the guy standing there and admiring his quote-unquote home run that doesn't end up going out. It is definitely like a no-doubter off the bat, and then it doesn't go out. You know, it's like, holy cow, that that's uh, – yeah, it just – it's it seems uh, uh, kind of rampant. It's crazy.
4: Well, it's, it's... – it goes back to something that Will always brings up, which is baseball is catering to their their old, their mm-hmm. white audience that yeah. has been around forever. And the problem with baseball, in my opinion, has never been the game itself. Right. And going in and trying to fix the the aging population or the the lack of interest mm-hmm. from young people or whatever it is that you're trying to fix, the way to do it is not to change baseball. Right. You need to market baseball differently. You need to go out there and let the players have personalities. The problem with baseball is that, Nobody gets to see Mike Trout in the playoffs because mm. he's on a terrible team, yes. and nobody knows who the other stars are in baseball. Right? Will, is, is, am I off at all? Or if they changed baseball, instead of using a bat, they used a stick, and instead of a ball, they used a, a puck. Yeah, or then, if they made
5: the ball bigger like, so that people could be able to hit it more and right? of striking out. wearing
4: working gloves at that. <laughs> yes, yeah. But is it rule changes or is it marketing that, that, that you think the problem with baseball is?
1: It's kind of neither. Okay. I kind of think baseball is just in a natural – decline. Well, I, I think it's just something that I, I don't know. You know, you can only dre- like oh to put it this way, right? Like there's crappy T V shows, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. That have um that have been on for way too long and then at a certain point it's just like, look, nobody's watching. We're trying to do all this stuff to it, but it just seems like it's not working. Mm-hmm. We gotta cancel it.
5: Jump the shark and I'm not
1: saying that a you know cancel baseball or anything. I'm just saying like hey, maybe it's been around so long and people's tastes have shifted mm-hmm. that it's just kind of one of those things where people are tuning out. Well, sure. But but the I don't know it, if anything can really fix baseball. I think baseball just kind of is what it is. And obviously they've been trying to fix it one way with the rules. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem to be working. I don't know.
4: But <laughs> when you have pitchers complaining that yeah. there's too many yeah. no hitters, exactly. that's a problem.
1: That's but marketing wise, I mean, I know that you say, like, hey, let's try to get their personalities out there more. Mm-hmm. But well, the, N- it the sure NBA. It sure seems like there's just a lot of boring people playing baseball because <laughs> it's my opinion that if these guys did have personalities, they would just kind of come through. Like Bryce Harper's personality. Just kind of came through. It just was what it was. He showed it, and it came out. And people started paying attention to him. Mike Trout's really boring. There's really yeah, not. He's
5: super boring. He's a
1: really boring guy. He's yeah. an incredible baseball yeah, player. Yeah, sure. Uh, Shohei Ta- Otani. I I can't get a frigging read on the guy. <laughs> he doesn't speak English very well. Okay, but I would assume at some point his personality is going to come out in some way where, you know it's going to become something that's universal right that everybody kind of is attracted to it everybody's attracted to cristiano ronaldo and his personality he doesn't speak great english well yeah but he also doesn't play in america
5: no but <laughs> but, it's- but the way that things are are fed are fed to us
4: european league is very popular here by the way way i understand understand that but it's more popular in europe
5: if you're saying to market baseball in a different way i don't think that people who normally don't watch baseball are ever going to get those commercials because of the way Mm. things are fed to us now Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's very true i I mean all i see on my instagram feed is baseball stuff because that's what i look at you know and it's like those are the things that come to me they don't know that i'm I mean, they think I'm a guy, I think probably because of the things I look at, but you know, I mean, I get, I get commercials just for baseball stuff and just for the show and the, the, the commercial with, you know, Fernando Tatis talking about, I'm sorry, we, you know, people are asking me to apologize for changing the game, you know, and, and Mm. they show his little bat flip and then he's on the cover of the, the MLB show video game. And, you know, it's like, I don't think people who don't watch baseball are ever going to see that commercial. Yeah. Are they? Or no, unless well, one of their friends has but, it on their Facebook feed. That's a good point. But, you know, but that's
4: marketing. That's marketing the players to mm-hmm. the to the fans, sure. and, that, and that's one part of it. Mm-hmm. But you need to go out, and there needs to be a marketing campaign for baseball. To sports fans, Mm -hmm. baseball needs to go and buy advertising during the NBA playoffs Mm -hmm. and go, hey, this is what we've got going on Mm -hmm. over here. Here's our stars. I mean, that's that's when I talk about marketing the sport, not just marketing the athletes and going, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, Damian Lillard has his, you know, Gatorade and he has, you know, his Hulu commercials or whatever. That's marketing a product. Mm -hmm. You need to go out and actually put together Mm -hmm. a campaign where you go, hey, here's some exciting things going Mm -hmm. on baseball. Go and give it a try and get people to go out there and watch it. And here's the reasons why you need. You do the NFL does an incredible job of this. They just had for their schedule release, they started trending. They're put out their schedules and people are losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, the Packers are playing the Niners in week six. Like mm. the, the NFL yeah. is a marketing machine. Mm-hmm. You can't go anywhere in sport
1: without seeing the NFL. Well, one line you can draw, and I know I'm bringing tennis into this conversation because why not, uh, is tennis, right? Mm-hmm. Tennis was incredibly popular in the late 80s and 90s in the United States, and one of the big reasons was because you had a few personalities that were Americans who kind of embodied a rebel type of thing, right? You had your Jimmy Connors, you had your Patrick McEnrose, your John McEnroes, uh, Andre Agassiz, mm-hmm. Pete Sampras was a bore, but yeah. he was incredible. Yep. But, like, you had these personalities that somehow represented the the other, right? Yeah. The counter to what you expect. I'm Andre Agassi, and I wear bright colors. I'm John McEnroe, and I yell at people, right? I don't really see that in baseball. And maybe that's not the best comparison. I don't know. But all I do know is that once those guys started fading out, and the most popular player in tennis became Roger Federer, who is every PR agent's you know what? I'm not going to say WD. (laughs) Dream. Yeah, dream. dream. Um, You know, the thrill was gone because it's Roger Federer. He doesn't do anything wrong. There's there's nothing that like I can really grasp onto with Roger Federer. It's the same thing in baseball with like, again, I'm going to go to Mike Trout. It's like, there's nothing counter about him that would make me feel like I'm an outsider in this sport. That makes me feel like I'm running against the establishment. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout's the establishment.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, to, I, I don't, I guess the options that you have, if you're trying to improve the game, are you can go out and try to make Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, recognizable names to, to all, Betts, whoever, Fernando whoever, 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 whoever you guys best, are. You yes. can go, you can go down the list mm-hmm. a thousand yeah. times. But what I'm saying is the the option that baseball is the road that they're going down is trying to change the actual on field play. Right. That is stupid. Yeah. That, and that's the problem that I have, because mm-hmm. it's, it's like saying, oh, Roger Federer isn't appealing to Americans because he's not American. Let's make the net higher that is stupid. Yeah. Let's make the ball bounce right. more. No. Let's make the rackets bigger. Yeah. That's what's going on in baseball right now. Is They're go they're adjusting yeah. the baseball. They're adjusting they're, the ch- diamond. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're the testing shift. things
5: in the minor leagues where they're making larger bases. Like, yeah. What's that going to do?
4: Tony La Russa just befuddled <laughs> by the new extra innings rule where you yes, start a you guy, start guy start a on, second, on base. second
5: base, which is really stupid, the, and seven inning doubleheaders.
4: All yeah. of these changes are actually being introduced mm-hmm. to baseball and that to me is the dumbest part of it. If you have grandson who finally does get interest in baseball, maybe his his hometown team gets a player Mm -hmm. from the local high school or whatever, and he knows him, and he woes, and he wants to see it, and Grandpa sits down with him to watch the game, and Grandpa hasn't been interested in baseball in a long time, but now Junior is. This is a game I grew up loving. They sit down to Mm -hmm. watch it. What the hell's that clock? Oh, that's yeah. a pitch clock, Grandpa. Yeah. What's oh, that guy on second like, base? If, you have, yes, to, if exactly. you have to teach the game backwards mm-hmm. and forwards, yes. the NFL, the reason mm-hmm. that they're so, they're so good at marketing <laughs> is that they've been actually able to survive the changes they make to the rules every single year. Mm-hmm. But they're doing it for safety reasons. Yes. Baseball doesn't need to do it for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're tinkering with a game that is 130 yes. years old to me is one of the dumbest things happening in sports. And it's the baseball dumb. is another instance of yeah, it. it. It's dumb. Stop. It's dumb. Stop. Get better at marketing, yeah. you idiots. super dumb.
3: All right, what to watch
4: <laughs> next. All Center right. and Saint, Tennessee The Fan.
3: Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. And are here to tell you what to watch. Literally. It's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan.
4: Jen kind of ruined the last segment and put us way over, so we'll have to go quickly. Uh, Will, what are you watching for tonight? Blazers Nuggets. And in the series, I suppose. Dame,
1: baby. Dame time. Dame time. He's got to take over at some point because I don't believe this is as open and shut as a series as some people are starting to believe. I've even seen Blazers in five, which is... I just, hold on, folks. I mean, just five beers, maybe. hey <laughs> uh, <that's> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this first game is going to be incredibly revealing to see how the Nuggets are going to adjust to not having Jamal Murray and how they're going to guard Damien Lillard and what they're going to compromise in order to do that. So, again, look for Dame.
4: All right. Sounds good. Uh, Jen, what to watch for in baseball this week? More no-hitters? Mm,
5: yeah, no more no-hitters. Also, uh, James Caprillion um, has... Uh, faced a lot of adversity and had Tommy John surgery and finally got to make his uh, debut last week. And um, I'm looking to see if he Mm -hmm. takes advantage of the... Chance that he has to be in the A's rotation uh, while some of the starters are hurt right now. Uh, we we talked about Cole Irvin a couple weeks ago, yep. our Oregon Duck, Cole Irvin. He has taken full advantage of his opportunity as a starter, and he is knocking him dead. So I really nice. hope that uh, James Caprillion can do it too. His dad was in the stands, and it was just really amazing to see uh, that story uh, finally come to <laughs> fruition when he finally got to to uh, make his first start. And
4: so, limited fans that. out at Hop Stadium? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so if you want to go catch some baseball, huh?
5: Absolutely. There's baseball, 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 and also the Vancouver Canadians are playing at uh, Hillsborough Hillsboro as their home field this year. So oh. there's plenty of baseball. Literally like every day of the week you could go see a baseball game in Hillsborough.
4: Well there you go. Yeah, you don't even have to watch the hops, just watch the Van- your Vancouver team. Anybody from Vancouver like me will go over there. Wait. No, Different the other Vancouver, Vancouver. ding
5: it. dong. I know. Not that one. Oh Not the I know. Curve.
4: I know. Uh all right. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. I believe we're off next. Week for Memorial Day, so we will see you uh, in June. Uh, for now we're done. Bye bye.
3: For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bag. Forget about your
0: scene
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island.